Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Toffee Web Podcast. Hello, Blues. Welcome to the Toffee Web Podcast. Usually, those words would be spoken by Lyndon Lloyd, but he's run about as far away from Everton as he possibly can this week, which is understandable. I wish I could myself. In all seriousness, he's away for his birthday. It's a big one. So many happy returns from everybody at Toffee Web. I'm sure everybody listening. Uh, so you have me, Andy Howard, standing in. As an interim, will I be more David Unsworth or Duncan Ferguson? We just don't know. But let's find out. Uh, <laughs> what I do have is a fantastic squad to help me through it. Solid, dependable, positive, calm under pressure, Paul Trail. Creative, twinkle-toed, flamboyance of Adam McCulloch. Uh, I'm going to start after a complicated week with a very simple question. Paul, how do you feel now after everything that's happened this week? I feel like I wish I was in uh, on holiday. Um, <laughs> he chose a good week to get to be away, didn't he? Um, it's, yeah, um, I don't think I feel that he did. I mean, I think that... You know, if, if we rewind to about, what, midday last Friday, um, didn't you have this sense of, like, numbness when, like, because uh, I sure did, when it was, when when word got around and all that, I, it, I was just like, and even though I thought initially, like, we can probably get out of that okay anyway, you know, with the 10-point deduction, just that numbness of just like, are you serious? Is this, is this really what's happened? Um, now, 
we've all, you know, there's been, you know, I guess we're a little bit late to the party with, uh, with giving our input on this, but like, so and by now, every Evertonian will have read or listened or, or whatnot to all the bits of news and all that. And, it feels like the more you hear, the more perplexing it all is to get to get ten points really. Um, flabbergasted really. Just I'm just a bit, you know, I'd like to say disappointed, but I don't know, surprised. Not really. Somehow it's just like you feel like you know, if you're gonna throw the book at someone, you feel like it's it's kind of you know, it, it's often little old Everton, isn't it? As far as the sort of FA are concerned, and that really it feels like to me, you know. So it's. Um, you know, just just disappointed really, but I at the same time I'm still kind of whether it's just the delusion I don't know. I've still got it in this like taking it with a little bit of a pinch of salt, and that I I don't think we'll get a ten point deduction. I didn't think that I thought straight away. Well, hang on, they can pay a lot surely, and that that that's very excessive. Even before I sort of looked into anything else, but just the reaction alone. From like you know, and you know, even people like Gary Neville could stepping up today and like backing us with that, and he finds like he's always got something a little bit negative to say about Everton. You know, it's um, there's hard. I don't think there's hardly been anybody publicly coming out and going, yeah, this is exactly what they should get. You know, what I mean, it's just um, it feels like you're quite uni- unanimous in our support, which is very unusual, isn't it? So um, yeah, I think there's more than light at the end of the tunnel. So um. And it's certainly galvanising for the fans, so it's it's all a bit surreal. That's how I'm feeling right now. Um, but still, just really feel a bit sort of let down and just disappointed in the in in the FA. It's probably the most the most obvious feeling I got. I, I reckon. Right, you, Adam. Why? What's been going on? Um, <laughs> <laughs> you, you you lost me at Twinkle Toad. Um, uh, yeah. Um, what a what a weird week. We really we really jinxed it last week, by the way, didn't we? When we got so excited, so so comfortable, so relaxed. Oh, what a what a team, what a safe pair of hands. Uh we might be turning a corner. Isn't it great going into an international break without any of the usual drama or rigmarole? And here we are. We've had a podcast host deducted as well um so uh it's all a bit strange isn't it um speaking of i'm sure linen would probably like a 10-year point deduction as well but uh, uh that's besides the point happy birthday to him by the way um but in terms of everton the news still hasn't sunk in it's still it, it still ripples around the back of my mind and i still can't really comprehend that we're here that we're even talking about a punishment of this level I think speaking to other people away from Everton that's pretty much the universal reaction I'm sure there's some you know one weird Burnley fan for example on Twitter who's who's beating the drum of oh great but on the whole the reaction seems incredibly incredulous to what has what has been well, just thrust upon us. And I think it's, as you say, Paul, it's completely galvanised what has been, let's be frank, a, a strange set of, a, a strange fan community, shall we say, with the club for a while, whether that's down to issues with the management, obviously issues with the ownership, finger pointing here and there, and obviously a challenging situation on the pitch a lot of the time as well. I think moments like this restore some of that faith that we are all 
supporting the same club, but we are all here for the same reasons. The three of us are here on a cold, wet Thursday night um, online, brought together by the same universal love of all things Everton, the good, the bad and the ugly. And obviously lots of people are listening to this from all around the world. Uh, Lots, I'm sure. I'm sure we'll get the stats, but lots of people are brought together by that same thing. It's, It's the thing that connects us with family members, with colleagues, with friends, with people we don't even know. So it's it's galvanised that, it's brought that together. So we can say that about it. But in terms of the actual, the punishment itself, the fact that it's now raising the issue with, like you said, Paul, people like Gary Neville, other people in football, other teams, other supporters, it's kind of reminding people how kind of, let's face it, sort of shit modern football is in the, in the UK. It's, it's, it's really hammered home the fact that Decisions are made that cost games in a bunker and decisions that affect livelihoods and the things we care about are made behind a veil of secrecy. And really, all we want to do, and I guess hopefully that's what something like this podcast will do, is just move on to the things that matter. We don't want to talk about, I don't know, tippy-tappy influencer, streamer, Twitch collab, football... (laughs) scout in the nose all this nonsense around football but we you know we've partnered with a new crypto company no no one cares no one wants that no one really wants everything that the premier league wants you to think it wants what we want is football we want blood and thunder we want goodison park under the lights we want the noise we want everything that's going to happen against manchester united and i think it, it sounds as though a lot of manchester united fans who are part of this rise of the Premier League and also in some ways, I guess, culprits of how fickle and fallible it really is. The fact that they are on our side, uh, or at least some of them will be in that sense, says so much. It's a mess. It's a horrible, horrible mess. But hopefully it kind of reminds us of the good bits, what the why of, <laughs> of, of what we're doing here as Evertonians. And hopefully something good can come out of it but i have still not absorbed i am completely just spilling my guts out now uh, because i i don't understand it i don't get it and i remain hopeful that someone will see some sense and that we will look at it and go wow i can't believe we were going to get deducted 10 points it will still be quite honestly frustrating if it's four points or six points or three points because it is a case of Everton are, you know, the big enough one to hit, but not the biggest. But yeah, I, I still haven't taken it in quite clearly after that five minute tirade. But um, Andy, how are you feeling? I'm feeling that I'm going to have to change some of the words in your introduction. I mean, that was um, that was a lion hearted. Um, having <laughs> um, some having some steel there. Um, it was a weird week because before. We read the report, and I'm sure everybody's kind of read it in different ways or different, you know, listen to people reading it to you on other podcasts or whatever. There were so many unknowns, weren't there? We didn't really know what we were charged with, really. We didn't know what had happened for us to be in front of a commission, exactly. So, And we didn't know what it meant. We didn't know how bad it was, any of these things. We didn't really know if Everton were actually guilty of anything. There were so many unknowns. And yes, you read or 
you know, have the report explained to you. There is clarity there, but there is now more unknowns, um, like stranger unknowns. It was like, well, how have they got to 10 then? And and um, does this mean that if we hadn't signed some second-rate player at some point in the last five years, that we would have been absolutely fine? Um, it was, it's just, it's so... It's so confusing and so weird, um, but it turns out, of course, that yes, Everton were guilty, and they've admitted it, which is not what we were told to begin with. Um, they were absolutely sure they had a case um, that they hadn't done anything wrong. So that was a first kind of like, oh, okay, um, didn't see that coming in a way. Um, and then you, you you work through it, and I'm sure we've all worked through it in our own ways over the last week and read what you can and listen to what you can and try to get a, your head around it. And even the people that, you know, understand these kind of document are, are, are sometimes no further forward. But it's just that... It's just the this, this strange scenario of all that happening and yet this group of players, this team these fans are punished in a way that, it, I mean, it could be irretrievable. It's not going to be this season, I don't think, but it it's punishing, it's not an obvious statement alert, but it's punishing completely the wrong set of people for something that's, that's happened. Um, I find it a bit weird this week that people come up to me, who obviously know I'm an Everton fan, and all of a sudden this, oh... Oh, oh, and everybody seems to have, everybody's got an opinion. Everybody seems to know the inside of my football club, like um, suddenly. And it's a bit strange in that respect because we kind of, we don't support necessarily um, a team that, uh, I don't know, like one of the Manchester clubs or, or, or maybe those across the park or whatever, where you people always tend to know a little bit about those clubs because they're so, you know, huge, but... It's been a strange week in that respect, is that everybody seems to have an opinion on Everton all of a sudden. Um, mm. and, and it's been quite annoying, really. Um, uh, and, um, yeah, I mean, there, there are there are obvious cons to what's happened this week. There's obvious downsides. You know, we've lost those hard-earned points. At the moment, it's as if we lost all of those games in London. We didn't get a point at Sheffield United. And you think how down we would be. Um, and yet the, the pros... That the what's come out of it has once again shown um, how um, what a huge thing Everton is in people's lives, um, and that fight that it was almost instant, wasn't it? It was almost instantly right. We're we're fighting this, we're, and and um, whatever we all feel we can do as little individuals. Um, I felt like I've been fighting it this week. I don't even know what that means. I've just kind of been, yeah, come on, let's have this. Um, I mean, Paul, I mean, have you found yourself in that kind of roller coaster of emotions this week? Or that fight, is the fight come out in you? I don't know. I, 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 I just don't really feel like I feel any different. It's just, you, you, there is parts you feel like, oh, come on, sod, sod the, you know, sod these lot. We've got, you know, we, we can be this. I do have an air of caution uh, about all this. And 
suppose we'll come to that a little bit later, I guess, when we talk a bit, bit more specifically about the Man United game. But like, you know, everyone's got this big siege mentality all, all of a sudden, haven't they? And everyone's, <laughs> the, the bottom line is for me is like, well, actually, we'll just talk about it now. The, uh, the, the bottom line, the bottom line to me, for me is people keep saying to us, um, oh, well, oh, no, God. One fight even said you'll gain 10 more points than you would have done because of this, because of the, 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 the crowd, you know, the fans be like, oh, we're not having this. You know, the, the players be like, we're not having this. We're going to, you know, I was like, well, to be honest, we, we, we couldn't really be doing any better than how we've been doing the last sort of like, you know, half a dozen, seven, eight games. So my worry is with it all, just to be, just to throw a little bit of caution out there, is that, the play, uh, I mean, the, the players. And I'm, I'm confident Dice will keep them on the right track, but we can't let emotion override how we do what we got to do on the pitch. You know, what I mean, we can't just all of a sudden be like, you know, the crowd will do its job anyway. I mean, we, just because the crowd will up, you can't have like McNeil going mad and flying into stupid challenges, for example, and stupid like that. They got to keep the heads. It's not 1993. You know, what I mean, we got to sort of like, yeah, make make sure we're sort of like keep your feet on the ground literally in some instances so that that's kind of my only sort of worry is making sure that the players keep the mentality because if we lose at man against man united on sunday let's not all lose let's not all lose our minds you know what i mean i mean that's what we got to sort of just caution it a little bit um so yeah going into the game on sunday i'm really looking forward to being in the gladys street it's going to be a a, a, a very very intense atmosphere um yeah the, the funny thing I found, I mean, like, as probably most of you, most of uh, both of you guys, when it happened on Friday, my phone was just beeping endlessly. You know, people, all those people, like, in the end, I literally had a copy and paste answer for everybody. Which, yeah, which, yeah, which is just to say, and I could probably, if I can get it on the phone, I could probably bother reading it out, but it was um, something along the lines of like, well, one, it's, if it is ever the season, you're going to get a 10 point deduction. I suppose this will be it. You, you know, um, secondly, um, the biggest gripe I've got with it all, and I'm moving a little bit away from what your question actually was, Andy, but the is how on earth is what we've done? And we look at all the sort of mitigations and all the little things, but how on earth is this comparable with what Chelsea have done and what they're doing? How can, how can, how can you compare one's, one's bank vault? two decades of success almost in the Premier League on Putin money and then more or less and then they get sanctioned they can't have shirt sponsors they can't afford away travel they can't all, and then they just get a new billionaire owner and sign, it doesn't matter none of that matters anymore and they just sign player after player on Bitcoin it's just like how is this all what, what and what sort of rules what sort of thing is, is this okay and this isn't so that's the thing I just I just can't get my head around it and that's one that's I guess if I ever sort of like stop myself from getting into this like oh come on sort of feeling that that that's what just pulls me back to sort of being a bit angry about it all because I just find it's so it's so unbalanced and so lopsided of what seems to be perceived to be okay with what we've done so at times you do get to this sort of like oh I can't believe this you know what I mean but um other times I just kind of forget about it but as I get a little bit closer to Sunday um I'll be getting more and more live eight, I imagine. So um, yeah, it's it's just a really strange feeling, and I'm probably not answering your question very well because I can't put my finger on how I'm feeling and how I'm sort of pep- pepped up I am or not. But um, all very fascinating. But uh, yeah, interested in how. Well, I was going to say usual placid calm Adam is, but uh, after that sort of a very <laughs> speech a while ago, I'm not so sure what, what what's coming now. <laughs> I'll, I'll try. I'll try and keep you on your twinkle toes, but. I think... <laughs> It's um, 
yeah, I, 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 it is incredibly hard to articulate because we don't really know. But there are so many unknowns. Uh, I mean, you, you said it in the in the build up, Andy, that we we didn't really know what was going to come from this case, which is still very murky and strange as player X and player Y. There's all these really weird, suspicious things kind of lurking around in the report. And obviously behind it all is that sense of, on the one hand, yes, we have transgressed and we have clearly made mistakes. But also, as like you said, the fact that it's it's a sporting punishment for a financial crime and just mismanagement essentially is really annoying. Um, and likewise, as you've just said, Paul, when you start to take that wider view of it and look look around you, look at what other clubs have done in the case of Chelsea are doing <laughs> quite quite clearly in plain sight, um, then it really it really does rankle. And I think the irony that six clubs try to essentially dismantle the Premier League and yet by picking on Everton there's probably more chance of that happening now is not lost on on me because it has awakened a sense something in a, a little bit of something in everyone there are of course going to be some people who go to see it as oh yeah it's a fair punishment of course it's very easy to say oh we've overspent by 19 and a half million we've overspent by hundreds over a hundred million pounds plus nineteen and a half million pounds. It's a it's a real it's a real big mistake, but it it's all born from the same machine that we're all playing a part in, which is Premier League football. It's affiliated sponsors, it's shakes and Russian money. It's all these horrible things that we pretend aren't there because most of us, and certainly for yourself, Paul, go into the game uh, this weekend, which I wish I was, you get to experience it and sort of park a lot of that at least for 90 minutes or you know probably 110 minutes if far comes in and sort of spoils the game to some extent but we can put that to one side whereas this we're we're suddenly all expert lawyers we're all pouring over legal documents and we're all getting calculators out it's not really it's not really what it should be about is it and I think that's not me saying we all need to be Luddites and only go and watch Sunday League football jumpers for goalposts. But there's something to be said for just being able to focus on the game. And I think that's what a lot of us now are trying to kind of look for, that sort of beacon in the, in the, in the night kind of feeling of, well, at least we've got a game on Sunday, a game that I was feeling confident for anyway. I think it's going to be an incredibly strange 90 minutes of football uh, for a lot of reasons. But it's nice that that's coming up now, even while all this uncertainty remains, because who knows, and an appeal might get lodged and this all goes away and becomes a really strange asterisk in our season, or it could get worse. It could open a can of worms for other sides. We don't really know. But I guess the bits that we do are the bits we have to try and focus on as much as possible, because... Let's let's be honest. We've had to deal with this cloud of uncertainty for some time. It's it's happened with the ownership situation anyway. Before a point deduction, if anything, it, it's kind of it's just it's another strange dip in the road, isn't it? That we've uh, we've been on in the last few years, and 
yeah, I, I, I don't know which of you it was who said 1993, but um, I mean, I was three or four years old and blissfully unaware of um, a lot of football, but that that kind of Premier League era seems a bit more fun and accessible now, doesn't it? So I'd, I'd, I'd probably go back there if I could. Um, certainly be three or four years old, that'd be nice to, uh, yeah, do it all again and get looked forward to a trophy, but yeah, it's 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 strange, isn't it? That's that's my review. It's strange. But I think you're right. I think there's a kind of almost a yearning for a simplicity, for the simplicity of a football match. You know, mm. we, we, we kind of, you know what that looks like. You, 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 we, we know what we've got to do. We know what they've got to do. I'll just go back to my copy and paste message just to say what mine was. Uh, mine's, very, mine's very short. Um, I'll get mine says, out as well. <laughs> okay. Uh, did you have a copy and paste message, Adam? Um, no, we, I don't. We, we I don't, eat, don't you know. many friends. So, uh, yeah, exactly. you know. <laughs> the, the copywriter in me likes to keep it, you know, fresh yeah, and yeah. unique each time. Yeah. But, As know, I said, yeah. creative, flamboyant, it's all there. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's all there. Uh, I, I went with, it is utterly, no, I didn't. It is utterly absurd. Man City will end up in the Northern Premier League. But imagine Goodison next weekend under the lights. That's kind of what I've just won for. Um, and... Uh, what was yours, Paul? By the way, have you got it word for word there? Yeah, I have. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of just said it, but I'll you know, say it again. And they'll, they'll appeal. So let's see what that thing's. I suspect that'll end up being a bit less. Ten points seems very harsh. Chelsea are the piss take for me. Bankroll, blah blah blah, like I just said before. Pretty much word to word what I said. Anyway, if you were to choose a season to get a big points deduction, this would surely be it. Lol. There you go. <laughs> oh wow, <laughs> he's yeah. gone in with lol. Um, <laughs> he's either that or happy you know crying crying laugh emojis <laughs> i mean my 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 thought process when i started thinking about oh well if if they you know at that point i was thinking if they apply the same to man city wow if they apply the same to chelsea and then my kind of my brain unraveled in terms of what this could actually mean uh kind of doomsday scenario i suppose for for top flight football as we know it i mean as soon as I heard that, oh, by the way, Leeds, Leicester and whoever else are thinking about suing. I was thinking, wow, this could actually, in a in a not too dramatic way, this could be the end of it as we know it. You know, this, this one sanction, this one 10-point deduction could be the kind of snowball effect of, well, if they start suing Everton for this, then... Can Everton not start suing somebody else for something else that's happened? And we've lost points somewhere on the line because Man City have been so good or whatever it might be. I, I, I kind of almost allowed my brain to think, is this actually like, are we seeing the beginning of the end here of, of, of this explosion of football finance? I don't know whether that's too dramatic, but it's possible, isn't it? I would have thought, yeah, yeah. I mean, when you start thinking about how ridiculous it could become, of like, oh well, they're suing us for this, and well, we could sue for that, as as you say, it could it could all just go, go go berserk. I mean, we've already seen how some clubs have, have tried to leave anyway. It, it could it could trigger reignite that sort of, that that sort of thing. I mean, it might end up it might end up for the better. All this, who knows? It might <laughs> uh, might end up being a bit more back to football we used to like a lot more. I don't know, but yeah, it, I don't think you're being too dramatic, Andy. I can't say giving that a lot of thought, but yeah, I mean, I think if if it, if it starts going the line down the line of teams suing other teams for compensation, 
then that certainly opens up all sorts of cans of worms and God knows where that ends up then. Yeah, I mean, like, um, yeah, I'm sure Liverpool will be rubbing their hands of like, what, how many leagues could we win here? Yeah, I mean, stuff like that. You know, it, it, it's all sorts of just like permutations for for kind of everybody. You know what I mean? So it's, I, I don't even, um, yeah, I don't even know where, you know, teams that are, haven't come up, things like that. You know what I mean? It, it's all sorts of... Uh, yeah, you know, where would you draw the line under it? I don't even, I don't even know. And you could even, you could even look further down the divisions a bit. You know, I, I, I don't even know uh, where you draw the line with that. You know, so I think could teams who could have played teams in 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 Champions League, if not for this, could other teams? You know, I mean, it could affect other league. It could affect anything, couldn't it? You know, so um, yeah, it's uh, it, it could go mad. Um, I wouldn't. I mean, I'm sure the Premier League will be thinking about all this now. And I'm sure they'll be thinking about how can we quash this? You know what I mean? What 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 are we gonna to have to do? <laughs> Is the way to quash it? Go, oh actually I haven't got offensive answer for that'd have been fine, yeah. Maybe <laughs> maybe maybe that's it, you know. Yeah. So I don't know. But yeah, it's uh it's 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 all it's probably like the the biggest sort of shake up you've had, the biggest time you've been sort of like you know, trying to figure out what other people are saying about it since since that little little attempted breakaway by the sort of them, them six clubs really. It's you know, I think it's uh fascinating at the moment what's uh, what's gonna happen with this. Um yeah, anyone's guess at the moment, isn't it? It is. And I think, yeah, you're absolutely right. It it does start to become the sort of snake that eats itself, doesn't it? Really, I, I guess if you're pulling back all those decisions, it's a little bit like VAR will sometimes look at the build up to a goal. But you were talking about the build up being, yeah, not just for 20 clubs in the league currently, but clubs who could have been promoted. What about parachute play- payments that this club got because they're relegated? But I'm in, I'm in the championship and I've I've been comfortably sat in 12 for years and I couldn't sign this one player. It's 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 ridiculous. I think. The, the compensation angle, I, I worry about the least, I think, even though, ironically, it's the same decision makers um, who and I, I don't think we need to go into their individual uh, allegiances and past histories enough to know that there's clearly some cross purposes there as well. Um, but I don't I don't worry too much about that. I think in the short term, again, in that sort of quest for wanting to focus on on the game at hand and on on football itself as opposed to the financial side i just i just hope that this this 10 points doesn't become the reason because at, at the moment it it seems it seems so uncertain that I, even in premier league tables when you see it it's still just well we're, we're second from bottom now there's no Asterix next to it, like when Portsmouth had administration. There's no this is Juventus in Serie A, where let's you know not punish them quite enough because it's Juventus. I, I don't know who our equivalent would be, like a Bologna or someone like that. Um, <laughs> but but there's there's a sense of it's still not set in stone. It's still very transient and could and could change in an instant. So while it's like that, I guess we do have to kind of weather the storm to some extent um and then I, I, in some ways kind of channel it because while it's i, I think you said only but, but you got kind of bored of how, how often have we said in the media that they they never talk about everton remember one time they are all the time you, you don't really want to kind of hear about it because it's <laughs> it's 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 hard to deal with but i think while it's an agenda while it's part of wider discussions and again i think this is where we've maybe got a way out it's the 
political side of it. It's through the stadium redevelopment. It's through an area of Liverpool that's part of regeneration. Sadly, it's money talks again. But the fact that all of these things are connected and that if they push this one domino that bit too far, that everything goes down. I think that's the sense that's giving me a little bit of security, a little bit. But it's it's still such an unknown, which is why it will be a relief just to hear a whistle go and see something that I understand or that I can try to understand at least. When that whistle does go then, Sunday, um, is it, is, if we're talking from a purely footballing sense, um, it's a difficult game to actually predict this one because we... I don't know quite what kind of Manchester United are going to get at good. We're going to get at Goodison. I don't um, because of everything what's happened. I'm not quite sure what Everton we're going to get either because I knew before the international break what Everton we were going to get. Um, I'm not quite sure what we will now. Um, how are you? Um, how are you predicting this one, Paul? I mean, this could be anything, couldn't it? Yeah, it could actually be anything. Um, and this is what I mean about, I think the players have got to keep their heads and not let the sort of emotion of the situation um, override the, their job in hand. Uh, they just got to keep on doing what they were doing. Um, much easier said than done. I don't know, Ryan. I just think the overall, the, the atmosphere will be very, very positive towards towards the you know the, the Everton players. I think overall, I think is, is, is the overriding thing. And we've seen what, when Goodison Park's a positive cauldron for us, it's 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 very it can it can be very very difficult for teams if it's if it's as raucous as we kind of all expect it's going to be, with a lot of ire aimed at the sort of Premier League and the poor whoever the poor referee is is going to get the brunt of of every everything, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> so like and um you know it could be very very intimidating, it could be very very hostile. Um, in a way, I, I, I think if, if if we go back like a, a week or so when we when we last recorded, I think it, I think you fellas were like, oh yeah, great chance to beat Man United here. I think we're gonna. And I think I was a bit more the other way of just like air caution, you know. I think we you know we've been here before when we expect to win, and you know like, but I just think that that Goodison atmosphere would be so raucous. I could just see, it, I don't know, like every sort of you know every tackle is just really really cheered. The ball goes out for the flow, and it's like yeah, every little thing and. I'm just thinking about the players and when we had um, similar instances, I suppose, last season and sort of like most, go back to the Arsenal game, for example, at home, when it was like, yeah, the atmosphere is, you know, raucous, everyone's up for it. It might be a little similar to that in a different sort of level. But I'm, I'm just thinking about who are the players who really stepped up under that time last season. And I'm thinking maybe like, maybe we're talking like a little bit of a, if he hasn't scored yet this season, maybe someone like Dwight McNeil, maybe it's his time to sort of turn to step up and, Smashing a, you know, you know, smashing a really good goal, or just like one, one of them games. He, he's, I think he's performed all right, right, McNeil. He's, he's, he certainly worked hard, but maybe yet to step up to, to that level of last season when he was really, really good in that final sort of third, third of the season. So maybe it's, maybe he's the sort of player that when it, you know, when, when it is this sort of like gritty requirement. He's the sort of lad who might step up on this one. So maybe just the sneaking a one nil and the crowd sort of just, you know, dragging us over the line. Maybe might that that sort of game. I feel more likely to win it now somehow than 
done it maybe a week done 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 a week or two ago because I think the crowd will do their job. Um, but the players have to keep their heads. That that that's the thing. They can't let the, they can't let the emotion get the better of them. But yeah, I think the crowd will play a big factor for us on Sunday. Yeah, I'd I'd agree with that. I I agree as well. I know we we spoke about um, or certainly you did last week, Paul, about about that that note of caution. A lot of it based on this same fixture last year in terms of getting an early goal and thinking Goodison under the lights against a side who we like to play at home and then obviously it petered out. So there is always that worry. And again, that's kind of why we like and loathe football in evil in equal evil measures, but equal measures. <laughs> uh, there are evil measures working against us. But yeah, it's that's that's part of the fun, isn't it? So the fact that we can go into games and not necessarily um know the outcome but i'm i'm still optimistic i'm still in in, in a footballing sense i'm still positive about where we're going if our form certainly reflects that coming off an international break with a lot of the side having spent time working together you mentioned dwight mcneil saw a nice little bit of footwork from him in training today he as you say has been working hard but not necessarily showing as much end product as he did in that all-important running last year. I think seeing the likes of him and Harrison in the top end of the pitch, obviously a, a fit Dominic Calvert-Lewin as well, you would fancy us to cause Manchester United problems. And we would have expected as well the crowd to reflect what they've been seeing. This just adds that extra edge, that extra bit of spice an extra bit of unknown because usually, yeah, that ire is reserved for the opposition or it's reserved for the referee. Sometimes when things are going wrong, it's it's aimed at our own players. But on the whole, it's usually outward, a very obvious target. This time that target is the league we're playing in, um, which is kind of new, um, certainly to this level. So how that's going to translate to the players, I'm sure that's, what Sean Deitch has been focused on. And I think that's where, if this could have happened in any season, obviously a lot of people have been saying, oh yeah, of course, three promoted sides who don't look great. We've already picked up some points. It's not it's not as bad as it appears. But I think the manager is a really important factor in that. Having someone who can weather a storm, who, who looks like he has weathered storms in all fairness, but someone who can stand up to this exposure. The fact that that game on Sunday, which is a big televised game in the biggest league in the world, is now under even more scrutiny from all sorts of areas. It might have canned crowd noise in it. It might have <laughs> planes flying over in the games leading up to it. It might have all sorts of strange things that we're not really used to seeing in a game at Goodison. but. We've also seen over over years, certainly the recent years, in terms of the reception the players have got, the atmosphere when it's really cooking, can only be a positive thing for those players, and particularly when they're players in form. So I'm I'm as happy as I can be, and I think it's it's the right opponent for this game as well. Um, I think it's a game where you need to be on your level. It's not one where we've got the pressure of this is a six pointer now that we're in this situation. It's a, it's a target to aim at, but it's also, I think, 
a fading star of a football club really it's not it's not a fixture to be feared it's one to rise to it's one to take on so i'm 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 really excited for it yeah my only regret is that um i won't be there but um yeah i'll uh, i'll report back and see uh, how good that 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 canned applause is uh, during the uh, <laughs> during the build up to the game what do you think andy well i was just thinking about the the mini league that we're now very much back in um we thought we'd kind of emerged from the mini league at the bottom didn't we and um and we kind of moved into that mid table area where a win can actually probably put you in the top 10 um burnley have got west ham luton have got palace forest have got brighton they're not really in it forest are they uh, sheffield united bournemouth though is the other one this weekend so there are going to be points picked up um and again, I th- I just think we I think we said it last week, didn't we? Is isn't it isn't it lovely not to look at not to look mm. at Burnley's result or not to look at you know anybody else's result? And I I can find myself doing that again maybe um, this weekend because ten points is a lot, isn't it? You know, re- regardless of whether we think we're a better team than them, the more down there, I think that's a bit of added kind of an added element to this as well. Um, I was gonna I was gonna chat through the team, what you think he will do. Will it be completely as we've seen? Is there a reason for it not to be, Paul? He's not gonna change a lot, is he? I wouldn't have thought. Um <clears throat> I don't see why he would. I guess the only thing hinges on is an honor fit. Um, did he you know, did he go to Belgium, then came back injured? I think he was in or was he injured before he even left? I think he was. So yeah, it depends what he does there. I mean, and obviously the impact that a Gay made in the second half uh, in the last game. I guess he's been away on international duty since as well. But I guess it sounds like the only decision to make, really. Um, Seamus Coleman just got through 90 minutes, didn't he? Whether he's uh, given himself uh, an opportunity to play. But again, you really can't see him starting the game, Seamus, can you? Probably might feel a bit a bit of a stretch at this point. So I don't really see much, uh, much he could, he'll, he'll change in the team in the eleven. Will the yeah. will the events of the last week change the team at all? Are there are the players that he might think you can probably cope with this a little bit better than you? I don't know. Mm, it's an interesting I one. Don't, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess he hasn't really got the luxury of much of a squad to choose from. I guess has he? I mean, it's it, it kind of in a position where. You know, it's a few injuries, and we haven't. You know, who who could he change? I mean, he could switch around Carvalho Lewin and Beto. I don't really see the big benefit in that. He could switch Dan Juma in instead of Harrison, but I think he likes that work rate from Harrison. I don't really see. I just don't really see who'd who'd be dislodged really from you know throughout the whole team. Um, I think you'll want Ashley Young in there. I think you trust him. Mikalenko, there's no alternative. Yeah, you know I mean, and he's playing well. You know, I just can't really see anywhere the centre-back you wouldn't change for for any money, really, at the moment. Um, so, I just can't see where we change it. I, mean, I guess it's, it's just if he has a decision to make, if an honour's fit, does he want to go with an honour or does he want to go with Gay, I guess? I guess if it's that the core they will play, so it, it could be a case of two from three from an honour, Gay and uh, Garner. But, yeah, I don't know. It's, it, it, it's, it's an interesting one there, but I think it'll be a just a Gay. Based on probably Anana's 
possible lack of fitness for this game. So I don't see, I just don't see how he's got much much scope for change. Andy, that's that, that that's my thing. I mean, it's it'd be nice to have that sort of nice nice to have that squad, wouldn't it? Be able to go well. I think this lad is more prepared for this sort of game, but I just don't think we really, yeah, I mean, we really got um really got much to choose from, really. Yeah, I'd I'd agree. I think, I guess what you'd say about Adrissa Gay coming into the side is that that's a change that you maybe might have seen, even if Anana was fit for a game like this against a side with dangerous attacking players like Manchester United. Maybe, but I also think based on recent form, a fit Anana would still get in ahead of Adrissa Gay. So. That, that feels to me like the only possible change. But then it's nice to know that there are players starting to creep back in and get minutes midweek. Obviously, Ben Godfrey and Michael Keane, I, I wouldn't expect to see either of them um, against Manchester United. But the fact that they're getting minutes against uh, Athletic Bilbao, um, Lewis Dobbin getting on the score sheet as well. It's nice to have a wide player who can potentially come on and affect the game. Uh, likes of uh, Chimiti was away on international duty. Um so again, getting minutes of football, and obviously, yeah, you mentioned Seamus Coleman, who this would be a great game for Seamus, wouldn't it? Really, but at the same time, I can completely understand sticking with the experience that Ashley Young offers, and Mikolenko's been incredibly dependable on the left. So, yeah, I don't expect too many changes, and I also, I, I don't expect, I don't worry too much about that idea of a, a kind of out of control Everton or a, a, a crowd that a, a crowd kind of affecting. The players in a negative way either but they're overawed by the occasion as to be honest they were 12 months ago against Manchester United uh, under Lampard yeah nor nor the other way of going in um you know a bit like I did in this podcast just flying into an early challenge and then wishing you hadn't um <laughs> so I, I can't I can't really see that happening under Deitch I think all, all of the all of the noise around the club all of the noise that we've had to suffer through and put with I'm sure he's kept them really apart from that because these footballers will be talking to each other they're, they're all going to be you know um, listening to podcasts like this I'm sure but also just just taking in what is happening because it affects them directly as well it's te- it's 10 points that they've earned that they fought for that they scrapped for um, often under difficult circumstances and to rally from that must be difficult but again I think I, I, I trust in Deitch's selection, but I, more than that, I trust in his ability to to pick them up from that and get them ready for this game as if it's just another game at Goodison, chance to win, three points on the board, as opposed to, obviously, what's happening around the game, which is is different and is kind of bigger than a, a lot of a lot of what's what's going to be going on on the pitch. I, I trust him to do that, um, which is also gives me confidence about getting a result against them. Well, um, that kind of moves us nicely onto this week's question, um, which is which. Well, this could be anything. I, I, I'm really interested to hear how you go with this. Uh, with Sunday on the horizon, what is the best atmosphere you've ever experienced at an Everton game? And I didn't even know where to start. I, I posed the question. I don't have a clue where to start. Um, <laughs> Therefore, I'm going to give it to the ever-dependable Paul Trail to kick us off. Um, it's a tough one. There's so many. I could uh, the top of my head. Um, <clears throat> I guess, I mean, 
I don't want to say any which which take your answers. So be careful what I say. But the um, I guess when I, I mean the, the I get well, the, the obvious one, but I, I guess more recently would uh, be the Crystal Palace one. Uh, you know, the when when we were two down and then one for two and stayed up. That was just that that was incredible. I remember saying to you know Lynn, I'm gonna chat with Lyndon afterwards. Saying it's the, the best atmosphere you ever you ever experienced. On I think at the time, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But it might have been. I, I, I still don't really know. And I think of um, Leicester City away that same season when like the, the crowd stayed behind forever. But I felt like after the game and sung and sung and sung, and it was just a that was incredible. But when I when I just think about what was the best atmosphere, um, the first thing that comes to my mind is Man United. In uh, 2000 and about April 2005, when uh, we won 1-0 and Duncan Ferguson scored that header, um, that was just an incredible, like Goodison evening, you know. And it was a, such a, such a hugely important win in that season when we finished fourth. Um, and yeah, I, I think that's the one that sticks in my mind the most when I, when I think. And maybe it's a little bit because we're playing Man United this weekend too. Maybe I'm thinking a little bit nostalgic, but that's the one that comes springs to mind. I guess. Above all others, when I think about the best atmosphere I've ever experienced of Everton, so I'd have to stick with that one. And was that all the way through? Was that almost yeah. from the first whistle all the way through, constant? It felt like, yeah, it was one of them nights. It was was it a Wednesday night? I think so. It was like a eight o'clock kickoff. I think we used to go kick off at eight o'clock back then for some reason. We're most we're seven forty-five, and these days it's more seven forty-five. But anyway. By the by, well, so seven thirty or eight fifteen, depending on what Amazon decide you can you kick off on now, doesn't it? But um, yeah, it was so. I don't know. It's like I mean, I, I was living up in Huddersfield at the time, and I had a few uh, mate who went who were going to the match with Steve was living in Leeds, so we we came up together with a few others, and um, yeah, so we had uh, you know we were students back then, so yeah, you know, we had a few drinks beforehand, and as as had a lot of people on the ground, it felt like, and it was just a, uh, it was one of them nights when you just kind of. I don't know. You really felt you were going to win, and some you can't really explain it. But sometimes you just have that sort of, yeah. You know I mean, you're going into it, and you you're not cocky. One of them sort of like you know, mentioned several other clubs like, oh yeah, we'll win this. You know, what I mean, it was just that sort of like you know. Sometimes you just got that you got that belief for no. I mean, obviously we're in good form, and it was just the enormity of the game, I guess. But sometimes you just got that you just got that sense. You kind of know you're going to win. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a hard thing to explain, but I think that's how it felt. And just walking out the crowd was just uh, incredibly loud. I'll always remember like a young kid in front of me, like you could only have been like five or something like that, covering his ears of how loud it was. And uh, <laughs> he'll learn a few <laughs> a few choice words that night, I imagine. And um, and just everyone, just from like it was like it was one of them games where. Classic boys, I guess, when he knew how to play the crowd at Goodison. He knew that if you make them tackles, you get into them, that gets the crowd on side. I think that was one of Roberto Martinez's big mistakes of really not doing that because it, it, it instantly flattened the Goodison crowd or this pass, pass, pass. And everyone was just so bored and not not used to that. I think, um, you know, it's, it's, I think any, any Everton manager, it's, it, it's, a, it's a good idea to just, just make that first tackle, get into them early. It doesn't have to be the theme all game, but get the crowd up. It makes a big, big difference. And Moy certainly knew how to do that. And it was just one of them games throughout. And it just, uh, and just to do with the way Everton played, the way Man U were, the way the ref was, and players like Ronaldo, and you're giving them a kick. And it was just it was all built up. And then obviously Duncan Ferguson header into Gladys Street. That just lifted the roof off. So 
yeah you know so you can see when i'm speaking about how vividly i remember it you know just get yeah so it's um that's probably why it's one of them games which when i think about atmospheres that was probably the you know the one for about if you're talking 90 minutes or however long that was probably the one which uh, sticks to the mind the most yeah I, th- I think that's one of those games where even watching through a tv screen which i did you kind of felt the stadium move you felt it sh- I, I, I think i think they even said that in the commentary in the game where it was just like the liftoff but also one of those where I, I was I was both really warmed by what you were saying there, Paul, but also really annoyed that I wasn't there because <laughs> it's <laughs> that's that's ex- it's exactly what you want Sunday to be, isn't it? If you could if you could literally bottle it and think, okay, yeah, swap out dunk for Dom, um, a, a header, just lifting all of that pressure, all of that angst, all of this uncertainty that's built up over the last week. Um, well, it, m- more than a week, in all honesty, but c- certainly that would that would be the ideal story, wouldn't it? Um, I so as as a a guy who works weekends and lives away, I only get to a couple of games every season, so I get the excuses in early, and um, and I'm also <laughs> and I'm also incredibly, I, I I seem to be incredibly unlucky. I was called Jonah a lot by my family growing up because every game I go to. It'd be like, oh yeah, Sunderland at home. We haven't, we haven't won for months. We lose. Oh, Coventry, yeah, that'll be a banker. We lose. Oh, we'll, 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 we'll go away down the road to Hillsborough, Sheffield Wednesday. There, crap, we lose. Um, walk out before Danimarchi scores a consolation. So, <laughs> I'll just, so I'll, I'll go back to, because when, when I was thinking about everything that's been going on, the thing that I kept coming back to um, and said it earlier, that, that sense of galvanizing, I was thinking, well, you know, what is, what is Everton to me beyond obviously, you know, 11 players on the pitch. And a lot of it is, it's the connections you make. It's the, it's the small talk you start. It's the, it's the pre-match ritual. It's the the friends you make along the way. Cue tears from you two, as you wistfully think, what would life be without Adam, if we had him deducted from our lives, but also, for me, it's 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 my family. That's that's it's the first thing I talk to my dad about on the phone or in person. It's a, it's the first thing I speak to my uncles about. It's that. So a, a game I remember us all going to, um, pretty much a whole family was um, Everton six, Bournemouth three. And the reason I picked it, it was and it was a pretty good atmosphere. It wasn't like a oh mm. a rollicking carnival. It was a it was a weird sort of stroll. It was with um, it was the Barclay pre-celebration hands in the air um which if if that ever gets repeated again certainly um certainly this weekend then my eyeballs might explode um in sheer joy but watching watching an Everton side just have fun and enjoying football with good attacking players but more importantly surrounded by the people who you most want to share that that joy and exuberance with and obviously part of the fun as well as hugging strangers and knocking your glasses off because you're too excited or like you said Paul seeing seeing a kid who's getting to experience you know his if if your first game isn't a, a really insipid defeat to Sunderland but actually a triumphant win against Manchester United then I don't know uh, maybe uh, <laughs> maybe life pans out better for you I don't know that's my sliding doors moment but there's 
there's something just for that sense of community. So it's not the best example, um, but I think it's it's a moment that stays with me personally. And I, I just, again, to echo sort of Paul's memory of a game that really sticks in my head, I just hope that for all the right reasons, this next game against Manchester United, away from the protests, away from all that that needs to happen, I hope that there's that that football moment of shared joy that we can all have and we can all look back on and go, wow, at the end of a crazy couple of days, something really good came out of that um, in exactly when it mattered. So, I think that's a very Andy. good example. I think it's a very good example um, in, in a different way that I didn't expect. Um, mine goes back to 2005 as well as, to, as Paul. Um, and... Paul was talking about a kind of a magic being in the air, something something un, you know you can't put your finger on, something that, that is in an atmosphere. It's, and, and I remember on this particular night, I walked up the paddock steps to um, we were sitting kind of well, first ten rows really, and as soon as we kind of it was me and my mate, and as soon as we got uh, in sight of the pitch. My mate, who it actually isn't an Everton fan, but he's my best mate and he's always had a soft spot for Everton because of me, basically. And he came with me that night. And as soon as we walked up the steps, this was obviously during the warm-up or whatever, he just went, oh, wow, this, there's something going on here. And it was, it was a very strange thing. It was the Villarreal match um, in the Champions League qualifier. And it just felt, I mean, it just felt magic. And I know we lost, um, although we played all right. Um, it was just, there was something in the air. And there was just a, a kind of a warmth to it and a, um, something that I couldn't put my finger on, really. And, and, and it was kind of a, a crackly electric atmosphere because we're in the Champions League, you know, like, well, we're almost in the Champions League. Uh, <laughs> um, and, but it was it was different. There was a... There was a, you know, all of a sudden we were kind of in a different realm. And and it, I just, I'll never forget that night. Um, and again, a bit like you, Adam, it wasn't because it was like raucous all the way through, but it was just, I felt something different that night. And um, I'll always remember it. Um, and it's, well, it's still such a shame that tie, isn't it? But how, how different we could be how different a podcast could we be having now? Um, but yeah, it was that, that will always stay with me that. Um, and I think if you were walk, walking up the paddock steps or uh, up onto the Gladys street or, you know, anywhere on, on Sunday, I think when you get to the top of the steps Sunday, you might just have that. Yeah. There's something in this today. I, I hope there will be. Um, well, I suppose we should do a score prediction, actually. I haven't actually done that. Um, can, dare we predict the score of a game of football? A very simple thing. A very fundamental thing after the week we've had. Paul, go on. Give us a give us a scoreline for Everton, Manchester United. I haven't won nil. One nil. Uh Feeling what what Dwight McNeil won. I don't know. I'm just, I've got I've got uh, Brentford at home vibes from last season where we score an early goal and then uh, the crowd are with us and we just battle battle away through it. Um, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to get the bookies for this one now. But yeah, Dwight uh, one 0 
Uh, good, good feeling about Dwight McNeil. I don't know why. I like that. I like that. Um, Everton won corruption nil. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but but I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go with what. In fact, I, you know what? I'll go even more positive just to be different. I'll go two nil. I'll go early goal. Ooh. Steely resolve late goal. Um, I, I, I fancy Dom to score as well. So um, two nil. He's due a goal. Oh my mm. Can you just imagine that the scenes if there is a late goal to make it two? I mean, that will just... Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, I am going to be slightly more cautious. Um, I think the game will end in a draw. And I could see it being a score draw. Um, do I believe that? Yeah, go on. Yeah. I'm going to go 1-1. Uh, and I think we will go in front. That would be my prediction. Um, you are all predicting goal scorers. Uh, I'm going to go uh, the Jared Branthwaite goal from a corner. Nello, you can imagine the commentary lines, can't you? You know the future. I don't know. Anyway, I'll have to work on that one. Um, glad I'm not doing the game actually. Um, anyway, um, that is about it from us this week. Uh, at a time when everyone seems to suddenly have opinion. On about our club, I'm sure those inside Goodison on Sunday will show the world exactly what it means to be an Evertonian. Because let's not forget, amongst everything that's happened in this past week or two, there is still plenty to be proud of. Onwards, Blues, and up the 10-point toffees. So-